just want to share a, quite a well-known scripture, not at length, but just as a way of um, positioning, as it were, us for uh, this new time, this new year. Perhaps we could, perhaps we could say it together with that, with that kind of work. I waited patiently for the Lord. Should we start again? I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit. <laughs> Sorry, this sometimes goes off. Yeah, it keeps you on your feet. Uh, so he, he lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet upon a rock, gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in him. Lord, we do so thank you for your word. It comes from your heart and from your mind to us. In Jesus' name, amen. How many kind of know that really well, that scripture? You do, don't you? I know the New Year feeling. I'm not going to admit to anything or say anything. My hands are going to stay by my side. I waited patiently for the Lord. Um, it's not a word that we use a lot, waited, other than sometimes, you know, we wait for something to come in the post or we wait in a queue. But in Scripture, waiting uh, is, is not just an act of um, time passing. It, it's, a, it's an active trust expectation that something will happen, that God will do something or God himself will reveal himself. So in Scripture, when it says, wait for the Lord, it kind of really means put your trust in God. Put your hope in God. Um, may God be your expectation. May God be um, the outcome that you're looking for. So David here in his psalm, um, you know, David is always getting into a, a sticky mess, isn't he? He's always in a kind of, you know, we're very grateful for him because he was, he's always in a bit of a hole. No one else gets in holes, do they? But it's really good to have someone like David in the Bible because he's always like out there doing things, trying new things, um, believing in God, trusting in God, witnessing for God. And as a result of that, he's often in a kind of bit of a hole. Um, and what he's saying here is, I waited for the Lord. And I waited that's a quite a hard word, isn't it? I waited patiently for the Lord. Um, yeah. So this is, trusting God is, is, is a way of life, and it's a, it's a choice that we make. It's not kind of what we do when every other option is exhausted. Oh, well, trust God, nothing else left to do sort of thing. I've tried everything else. No, it's, wh it's where we start. It's a starting position. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mindset. It's a choice. I'll, I'll put my trust in God. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. And Psalm 1 tells us that he's like a tree planted um, by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit all the time. So trust 
in God which is which is comes out of a relationship it comes out of knowing God it is knowing that God is faithful that God is true that he keeps his promises it, it's impossible to trust somebody that you don't know um, but David knew the Lord and, and, and God is revealing himself to us and he, he gives us these words I waited patiently for the Lord so yeah it's a hallmark of, of, of a believer it's at its base we're looking to God uh, when we need God to strengthen us um, we need we just need more of God and, and in waiting there's this expectation so I just notice um, what it is you're waiting for often we're waiting for a solution aren't we we're waiting for the check in the post you know we're waiting for to feel better we're waiting for people to resolve our situation or whatever um, but there's a quite a different emphasis to say I'm waiting for the Lord because that puts God at, at the center it's not that I'm waiting till this situation gets resolved um, I'm waiting till this financial need is met I'm waiting till this physical need is better it's I'm waiting patiently for the Lord so God is at the center of that expectation. God is at the center of that waiting. Um, and because you trust God, you're expecting him to show up. You're expecting him to do something. You're expecting him to be real. And that's why you're waiting patiently for the Lord. It, sometimes waiting um, isn't easy. But when the focus of that waiting and expectation is God and then we listen to his word and, and, and sort of faith comes into our heart, it's a little easier. Um, I, was, I was in the post office queue in Stapleton Post Office last week and there was quite a long queue um, and the lady in front of me wasn't very happy about waiting and, and she kept turning around to me and sort of raising her eyebrows, you know, as though this isn't very good anyway and then she kept turning around at me and sort of shrugging her shoulders and, and turning around and going <gasps> like this uh, it's not that easy sometimes to wait for the Lord when other people around you aren't waiting patiently but if we if we in a sense can set the tone and set the lifestyle that that our hope our weight our belief is on the Lord and, and together we trust him so I just put a whole lot of things on, on, the, um, on the screen there about the things we hope in God for next year. But it's together we're waiting patiently for the Lord to break through. We're waiting patiently for the Lord to, for us to see fruit. We want to see people come to Jesus. We want, but agitating doesn't make that happen. But waiting in faith and, and then listening to God and, and, and then stepping out on things that we believe God is showing us to do is, is, is the way to wait. So wait is not like inactivity. Wait is a kind of another expression of wait is sort of um, sort of actively serving, but serving in hope and, and expectation. So we're waiting patiently for the Lord. And that's, 
That's a good place to be, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, okay. Um, but when we wait for God, then he is our reward. And, and then there's a sort of next expression. Because um, I'm doing my read the scripture slowly bit. He turned to me. Just pause for a minute and just think. See, that again is a metaphor. It's not that God has turned his back on you. But there's something about you waiting in trust for God that kind of pulls in God's attention. It pulls in um, a response, as it were. It's not that God is kind of restricted from responding, but God always responds to faith and trust. So when we choose to put our trust in him and wait patiently for him, it's kind of, forgive the analogy, it's kind of a magnet for God. Yeah, and he turns to us. Um, we're on a journey. It, it's, it's a process of change. And the main reason why we wait patiently for the Lord, why God doesn't kind of do everything before we ask him all the time, is because he's wanting there to be a change in our lives. He's wanting there to be a, a growth and a maturity and a, and a development, something that reflects him. Um, so we're, we're all on a kind of process and one of the blessings of um, being weak and being challenged and being in a situation that you yourself can't manage and can't cope with, did you hear what I said? One of the blessings of being in a situation where you can't cope, where you are weak, where you're being challenged, is that we need God. One of the blessings that God allows us to be in situations where we can't cope is it turns us to him. So we've kind of, he's, he's kind of educating us to turn to him, to wait patiently for him. And as we wait patiently for him, um, there's a sense where God turns to us. So the psalmist says here, and the Lord turned to me. And there's a time when you're waiting on the Lord and, and, and you're kind of, you're just waiting for the Lord. And you, you get a sense that you've got his attention. Um, and David the psalmist knew that his patient waiting, his act of faith and dependency was irresistible to God, that he had God's ear, that he was in fellowship with him. God is in my situation. Can you all say that together, please? God is in my life. God knows everything about me. I am in a process where God is changing my heart. Not everyone's in that process yet. I am in a process where God is changing my heart to put my trust in him. And the reason God wants us to be in that process is that he wants us to be in a relationship with him and a fellowship with him and to see him as he is and then to, ex and to sort of demonstrate that to everybody else, that God is real by the way we live our lives. So I, tr I waited for the Lord. Um, he turned to me and heard my cry. I've been reading a book called Rooted, which is really encouraging. 
is about being rooted in God. It's about trusting God. Um, and he actually quotes someone who's well-known, Bill Johnson, who said, God's goal is not my comfort, but my growth. <laughs> my goal is my comfort, <laughs> not my growth. Sometimes. But God's goal is not necessarily my comfort, but my growth. That, that I grow in grace, that I grow in faith, that I grow in, in, in understanding, that I grow um, in, a, in, in realization. And do you know that the hardest times in my life, the deep times, the times when I've been really challenged to the core, are the times that I wouldn't change now for anything. You take those times away from me, those are the times that I knew God turned to me and heard me. I remember Paul's testimony about being in hospital so sick and, and God turned to you. God was always there, but you just sensed at that time when you cried and waited for him that he turned to you. And there have been difficult times, challenging times, where we wait patiently for the Lord. And we sense that he's turned to us, that we know him in those times. You know, when you walk, see the scripture says these incredible things, and you wonder why it's there. Psalm 43 verse 2 says, when you walk through the waters, I will be with you. God, you've clearly got this all wrong. You know, why do I have to walk through the waters so I can be with you? So that you can know that I'm there in those kind of difficult situations, so that you can know that I'm real, so that you can know that I'm God, so that I can write my law really deep inside your, your heart and your mind. Um, and I've found in God that when I've, when I've waited patiently to him, um, and, and I've sensed his turning. That's always been the biggest thing that was needed, that I was in fellowship with him, that, that I was um, in relationship with him. The scripture tells us to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So um, we wait patiently because then we know he's with us. And when we know God's with us in a situation, we kind of, we already begin rejoicing because that's, because he's in the boat. I mean, how many of us would have chose, you know, we all love the story about Daniel the lion's den, don't we? Yeah? Because uh, we know the outcome, don't we? Who would like to be Daniel in the lion's den? Anyone kind of offering for it? Would Daniel trade that with you? No. He wouldn't trade it with you. Why? Because... He was in the lion's den, wasn't he? And he discovered God in there. Three men in a fiery furnace. Who's volunteering for that? Would they trade that with you? No, they didn't choose it. That was the situation that they were in, but they discovered God was in there with them. Okay, so disciples in a boat. The storm is raging, right? They're pretty afraid. He's asleep. Yeah? Same picture. That's usually us. <laughs> yeah, It's discovering God in the boat is, is what waiting patiently for the Lord is about. That God is there. 
we find a stillness in knowing him. We don't choose the stuff that we go through sometimes and we're living in something of a broken world where sadly we all must die. We were born in pain and probability we might die in pain. It's a broken world. It's okay, darling. We don't. Hey, so. But the thing is, we find a stillness in knowing him and that's what it's all about. It's knowing God. So there's some seasons in our lives, isn't there? So when I first became a Christian, um, wow, I realized God forgave me. And that was huge. Yeah? That was so big. And I discovered for the first time that God loved me. And that was ginormous. And I can remember, like as a 17, 18-year-old, just walking on the beach. I don't think my feet were even touching the ground. I was just so happy that God had forgiven me. I was deliriously happy. I had joy. I'd just like to say, don't lose that. (laughs) That's really key. That simple joy. And then as I sort of got to understand the scripture, um, I discovered that I had authority in God's word and I had a boldness and I could do things and I could see some victory based on faith. Um, And that's really true. And we should keep hold of that. But as I journeyed on, I discovered that there's a real stillness in actually knowing God. And I can marvel at his unchanging grace because that's what we all need, isn't it? Unchanging grace. When we kind of don't live up to what we think we should be, we discover unchanging grace. We discover continuing love. We discover faithfulness despite ourselves. We learn it's all about him and we want to live for him not what he can do. The scripture says, from eternity to eternity, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And John wrote to the, uh, in his first epistle, he says, I'm writing you to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I'm writing to you, dear children, because you know the father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you're strong and the word of God lives in you. You've overcome the evil one. So we need kind of each of those aspects in our lives and in our church. We need the exuberance of being forgiven. And we need the power of I am strong and the word of God abides in me. But we need the kind of stillness that we know the one that's been from the beginning. So, praise the Lord. My heart is for all of us to find him. And it's to know how to find him, how to pursue him, how to wait patiently for him. Because when you found him, you found the keys to his store cupboard. I waited patiently for the Lord is the way to find God. It's a way of trust. It's a way of simple faith that God is good and that God is your father. And that He heard my cry and he lifted me out of the slimy pit and out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet up on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. So what is that firm place to stand? It's a place of knowing that he loves us. It's a place of knowing that he knows us. And I know his character. I know his faithfulness. And I know his promises. And by his grace, he has lifted me up. And I can rest in him. So we have a firm place to stand. 
yeah, which is just trust in his goodness. And as a result of having that, when we see him and we find him, he puts a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise. And the thing is that many can see that and they will put their trust in God. So it starts off with me putting my trust in God and it kind of ends with other people putting their trust in God. Hallelujah. Let's just pray. Father God, we thank you for that simple truth to wait patiently for you. It's for you. It's for you we wait patiently, Lord. We want you more in our lives. We want you strengthening our hearts. We want our vision and our thoughts to be for you. You, Lord. You are the goal, as it were. And it wouldn't be a great year if we finished it doing all the things we wanted to do. But somehow we'd lost you in the process. But Lord, we want you to be the center. We want our relationship with you to be strong. And out of that, Lord, we want to be fruitful. We want to be a blessing. We want there to be a new song in our mouths. We want a hymn of praise to our God. We want many to see it, Lord. We want many to, to reverence and fear you and to put their trust in you. But we thank you, the Lord, as we wait for you, you are so faithful. You always hear our cry. You always turn to us. And you lift us up. Out of a slimy pit, out of a mud and mire, and you set our feet upon a rock and you give us a firm place to stand. And I thank you, Lord, that trusting in you is a firm place to stand. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just want to invite you just to wait for a few minutes, just to let God's, um, let God's peace and rest and encouragement and strength just to come upon you. There's no need to strive. It's not as though you kind of actively need to shout and wave your arms to attract God's attention. God, you always have God's attention. He says his eye is on those that reverence him, those that love him. But as we just put our trust in him, our hope in him, our thoughts and our kind of ambitions in him. He inclines, as it were. That's just a metaphor. He just turns. And he heals. And he lifts us up. Strengthens us, encourages us. And that process can be over time, but it's just a simple act of, of trusting in his goodness and his faithful love. He's shown us that he's trustworthy through the cross. He's shown us he is faithful through the cross. And Lord, we thank you for your walking with us. We thank you for the challenges we've faced in life where you've been with us. And we know that you're going to walk us through, as it were, where we are now. And strengthen us day by day. We pray your blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen.